Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. <laughs> What's cracking? What's cracking? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. Almost said 2022. Y'all decided to wake up. Jay, they said they could hear us behind the show. We were giving them a sneak peek look at what we do Let's before go. the show, which is not much of anything. But glad y'all are here. Rookie Mock 3.0. We'll be taking a look at Shane Hallam's seven-round mock, man. He put he gave us a seven-round mock. Seven-round mock. We'll be taking a look at that in the show. Excited today. Uh, this is the final show of the week. We got the Senior Bowl next week, so there will be no wake-up. Next week, Jay and I will be in Mobile, Alabama. So uh, we got to have a good one, Jay. We got to make sure this is a good show. Yes, good morning, good people. We got in the building today. Jay Peters in the building. Fizzle Dollars. Lars PF in the building. Uh, Robert. Uh, Marcel. Some new names. Ricardo. Matt Bruning in the building. Classic staple of the show. Shane Joe in the building. Jay Peters. Dynasty Barry. Nathan in the building. Chad McRad in the building. Got a good one, man. You see old B. John Robinson and Jerry Jones in the background seeing a lot of mocks. My old Dallas Cowboys selecting B. John Robinson. We'll talk about that here shortly. But, uh, oh, Ryan McDowell, my dog Ryan. What's going on, Ryan? Shout out Ryan McDowell, DL Left, one of the GOATs in the Dynasty space. Good morning to you, Mr. McDowell. Jay Rich, how you doing this morning? Hey, Jay, I was messing around with settings, so I need to, uh, I need to fix the settings because I think I unmuted like when video playback is going. So then everyone, good thing we weren't like, man, fuck this show. I don't want to do this BS today. This is, I don't feel like doing it. Cause they would have heard all show of, of the week. Yeah, they would have heard all of that stuff, man. But how you doing, man? You ready for the senior bowl? Yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, people need to know, you know, no show, but I'm sure that the content will be flowing oh, hot yeah, and yeah. heavy all week long. So, you know, check yeah. the Twitters, check IG, check TikTok. Yep. We're going to have tons of content, whether it's video, photos. Um, obviously, you know, you'll be doing stuff with TDN, so you'll be busy as hell, but they'll be putting out tons of content too. So yep. definitely lots of things coming, just no wake-up show. But once we come back, Ray... Oh. That it's first recap show of the Senior Bowl is going to be awesome. Just yes. talking about everything that we saw. Um, you know, Christian Watson was the key guy yep. for you last year. Yep. 100% nailed it. Um, just destroyed me in our bet. But, you know, that's one of the advantages of going to the Senior Bowl. We're going to put people on to players, hopefully, that we get them early, right? And, you know, hopefully it's Rasheed Rice this year. This mock has me a little dejected again. But hopefully he can go to another spot. And uh, I'm excited to see him and lots of other players as well. There's the Princeton wide receiver who I believe is also going to the yep, senior bowl. He'll be who's there. in the fourth round in this mock draft, which was a little there. surprising. He'll be there. We could see him. And yeah, that was one of the uh, the benefits uh, yesterday of uh, last year was going is just seeing some of the guys that really pop during the practices. And Christian Watson was one where I walked away. I was like, Jay, this dude's for real. He's going to be – what did I say? A top – I said a top. You said top sixty. I was that like, was he's going to top. Yeah, 60. that was the bet. I was like, he's going to be a first round pick, but the bet was just go top sixty or top sixty four. And of course, uh, he went much, 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 much earlier than that. And you know, uh, I, I'm thinking back to it. Damian Pierce was somebody that we came away. Yep. I came away with really liking after the Senior Bowl, and of course, he smashed. I remember talking about Brian Robinson and. You know, mm -hmm. how just imposing he looked compared to everybody else. So that was a good one. Uh, the obvious miss, though, was Jalen Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert looked real good at the Senior Bowl yeah. as well. And not such a not such a good season for Dallas Cowboys third-round pick. So neither here nor there, Jay. I just sent you a link. I forgot that I had not sent you the link for the mock. So I just sent you the link uh, for the mock so we can do this over on Sleeper. I'm going to take the 102 uh, today and then you'll take the one on one and we'll just go back and forth like that. So you Perfect. get the you get the one on one today. You get the one on one. Perfect. Now a lot of people have been. I feel so bad. I feel bad because I continue to promise the YouTube commenters that we will do a single quarterback mock, uh, a single quarterback rookie mock, and we will. 
But this one, one of these days. it's going to be super flex again because things will change because we are doing this mock. Once again, if you're tapping in, we will be mocking a four-round rookie mock based on a mock from Shane Hallam. I believe it's linked in the description. If not, we will link it after yep. the show. But we're looking at the draft capital, and he... Shout out to him because he gave us seven damn rounds. So we've got a lot of information to work off of. So this mock will be based on if these players are actually drafted in these draft slots to these teams with this capital. So it's not us just trying to like, oh, I think uh, Sean Tucker would be a first round pick. No, where does where does the mock have Sean Tucker going, Jay? So click that link. Get in the mock, my friend. I sent it to you. Get in the mock uh, so we could do that. And uh, we got a super chat. I'll, let me go ahead and... Uh, let me go ahead and favorite that. We'll get to the Super Chats at the end yep. of the show, Jay. But we do have a little bit of news. So before we get into the show, let's get into straight facts, baby. The biggest news in the world of sports. Covered and brought to you by one man, Jordan Richards. This is Straight Facts, presented by Michelle Adoro. All right, Ray, so would you know it, but Karen Rogers is on the block, maybe on the block. He is reportedly, potentially could be traded this offseason. Obviously, we know that Jordan Love is done three years of sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. He wants out. He wants to play in the NFL. His as well, they have to decide whether they pick up his fifth-year options. That is a big factor here into whether or not they do retain Aaron Rodgers. If they don't, they probably pick it up and trade him to potentially add to his trade value. But they are reportedly not going to trade him within the NFC, which is interesting because he doesn't have a no-trade clause, so they could trade him wherever they want to. But they're saying that they're only going to trade him to the AFC, so only got to play him once every four years, if he even lasts that long. The Jets are kind of the most obvious fit right now, and the cost is reportedly right around two first-round picks. So two mm. first-round picks plus his, what, $50 million contract seems like a pretty steep asking price for a quarterback who's 39 years old now. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is pretty good. So if he went to the Jets, obviously automatic boost for all the receivers, tight ends, running backs. Um instantly puts that team into contention to some degree in the AFC, but the AFC is still loaded. So I don't know if that makes much of a difference and I don't know what the Jets do, but I think it would be, that's kind of the obvious fit. Raiders feel like a pipe dream outside of that though. I'm not sure who else would be willing to pay that two first round pick price for Aaron Rodgers, but definitely an interesting report to come out because there was reports that it could happen. Now it's kind of being more formally reported in the media. Uh, Your boy, Tony Pollard underwent successful surgery. So his fibula was repaired. He's supposed to be back and ready for training camp, which he should even be back and ready before that. But we'll see. And then as well, the Jaguars and Evan Ingram's camp apparently have a mutual interest in an extension. We both thought that he would kind of go on to another team, get a bag somewhere, but it's looking like potentially he may come back, which I think would be a great fit. We already saw the success that he had this season. That would be great to continue adding Calvin Ridley to that offense and obviously complimenting with Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. My Patriots signed uh, Bob, a.k.a. Bill O'Brien, to be Mm. their new OC for Mac Jones. So Mac Jones reunited with Bill O'Brien don't know how I feel about it. It's better than Matt <laughs> Patricia. And I'll say that. Better than, Matt, better Patricia. than Matt Patricia. Thank the Lord. It's better no than more Matt Patricia. Patricia. So hopefully Mac Jones can get some weapons and have a coach who can develop him as a passer. Zeke Elliott is apparently reported to no. accept a pay cut. No, He's apparently no. willing to take a pay cut. I'd rather them just, you know, see ya. But... These things happen. Uh, He wants to be a Dallas Cowboy probably for life. So if he takes a pay cut, then obviously they can retain him. But that also probably means he gets goal line work. Yuck for anybody else who is in that offense. Saquon Barkley reportedly turned down a $12 million a year contract from the Giants during their bye week. And apparently he is seeking closer to the $16 million contract that Christian McCaffrey got. I don't know if he'll get it, especially if it doesn't come from the Giants. But do your thing, Saquon. You are a good running back. But he understands he hasn't been available for the past two seasons outside of this year and the year before. The Broncos remain interested in Sean Payton. And if he wants to coach in 2023, fully aware of the first round asking price and the 20 to $25 million contract that comes with him. Apparently, they're still interested. I don't know why. It seems like a very steep price for a head coach, especially when there's plenty of other candidates available. But the Broncos have been clearly willing to spend money for no reason, so they're probably going to continue to do so. And as well, the Bills QB coach, Joe Brady, is interviewing for the Chargers OC job, Ray. So how Mm. would you feel about Joe Brady coaching Justin Herbert? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I mean... 
You know, we thought we thought Joe Brady was the the Messiah after that 2019 yep. LSU season, and uh, he was the fake prophet. So I don't know how I feel about it. It's got to be better than Lombardi calling the plays for Justin Herbert. Um, hopefully, hopefully they just get somebody there that will take Justin Herbert to the next level. Man, that's all I that's all I, that's all I care about. Um, yep. Really quickly, Jay, I just. I'm 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 watching Dallas Cowboys Twitter just melt down over the past two three days. Dak Prescott trade him, cut him. He's garbage. You you know the name Troy Aikman, right? Like I know you were a young I, lad at the time, but you you yeah. understand Troy is a Hall of Fame quarterback, right? You you yeah. these are things that you know, right? And that's a was a long time ago, right? Oh I'm yeah. Just, I'm just gonna list off the quarterbacks that we had, the Dallas oh, Cowboys boy. had between. Troy Aikman and Dak Prescott. Let, let's just listen to this. This is why Cowboys fans need to shut the hell up and appreciate Dak Prescott for what he is. We know he's not elite, but appreciate what he is. After Troy Aikman's final season in 2000. What year was that? Okay, 2000. Yeah. Year 2000. I was a um, freshman in high school. I was a freshman I in high seven, school. I was seven. So. I was a freshman in Okay. All right. All right. After Troy Aikman's final season, here are the starting quarterbacks for the Dallas Cowboys. Quincy Carter, Anthony Wright. Ryan Leaf, Clint Sterner, Chad Hutchinson, Drew Henson, Vinny Testaverde. I've heard of like two of those guys. And that was in that those were the quarterbacks that took starts from 2001 to 2005. That's it. After <laughs> so more that, than one a year. After that, it's been Tony Romo and Dak Prescott all the way. There was a little Matt Castle in here, a little John Kitna for some Cooper Romo Rush. injuries, some Cooper. But essentially, for the past damn near 20 years, Jay, it's been Dak and Tony Romo. I have no confidence that the Dallas Cowboys will get quarterback right. I don't even want to play around with it. I said it on Monday. The three quarterbacks that the Dallas Cowboys were in on and wanted to draft were were sniped, just like we're about to snipe each other in this rookie mock. Johnny Manziel, Paxton Lynch, and Ryan Leaf. One more time, Jay. Uh, not Ryan, Ryan Woof. Mallett. Ryan Mallett. Ryan Leaf, Ryan Mallett, one and the same. Paxton Lynch, Johnny Football, and Ryan Yikes. Leaf Mallett. Those were the three quarterbacks that the da- We got to, pre- like, shut the hell up, Cowboys fans. You don't want another quarter. There is no other quarterback. This is who we got. This is what we got to roll with. Uh, uh, unless we full-fledged tank this thing and end up with the one-on-one next year to draft Caleb Williams or Drake May, it ain't getting much better. So I just I went and looked at that. Like, man, this team has been spoiled because Tony Romo was a UDFA and Dak Prescott was a fourth-round pick. They've had they have not been forced to make that decision. And when they were in the position to make the, the, the decision to pick a quarterback, they would have picked the worst ones imaginable. Paxton Lynch, oh, yeah. Johnny Manziel, and Ryan Leaf Mallet. They they would have picked the worst one. So I get it. It's it doesn't feel good today, but pump the goddamn brakes, Cowboys fans. You don't want another quarterback. You definitely don't want Dallas trying to find another quarterback. That would be not good. Not good, Jay. But all right. Shane Hallam uh does work with the draft countdown. He put out a seven-round mock, and I actually have like uh I've got we'll we'll look at it. We'll be able to show. The, the the draft slots and the positions for all of you lazy shits out there that have not read it, haven't looked for it, but we will show it to everybody. This is super flex. So, Jay, let's pull up the sleeper board. Let's get over Bam. here to sleeper. Look at that. Bam. Look at that. Ray G is on point today. Got Good everything job. set up, baby. And uh, you are at the 101. So, quickly, I'll just uh, kind of show. Here go the quarterbacks right here. So, you see quarterbacks. You got Bryce Young, Will Levis. And I put them in the order in which they were drafted, the team in which mm-hmm. they were drafted, the round and the overall number pick, right? So they weren't the 114th pick in the fourth round, but they're the 114th pick overall as a fourth round pick, Hendon Hooker. We have this for all the positions, a little smaller for, you know, the running backs. I mean, I guess I can make it a little bit bigger. The board is a little tiny, but we'll zoom in as we go. But Jay, you are at the 101, so super flex, non-super flex. Where are you going? Who are you selecting? Where did they get drafted? Talk to us. Who's 101 for you? 101 is easy. Yep. Bijan Robinson to the Dallas Cowboys at 26 wow. overall. I mean, Ray, can can we just make this happen? Make it happen for Cowboys fans. Make it happen for the state of Texas. They yeah. need this. 
They need Bijan to take the short drive so down from Austin all the way to Dallas. Talk about that. But Bijan, easy Bijan to Dallas. What what will the fantasy community do? Bijan to Dallas. I mean, he'd probably be RB1, right? They'd say the second coming of Zeke Elliott, but better, right? Oh, this is just like 2014 when Zeke was coming out. Bijan, but a much better receiver. Still has Dak Prescott, CD Lamb. Zeke could even be on the roster. They probably still wouldn't care. But Bijan... Again, we've seen Bijan to the Ravens. We've seen Bijan to a few other spots. Dallas is probably one of the best. Um, I know that you do have some concerns about the offensive line over the long term, but even still, getting that stud running back to re-solidify that running game, whether they have Tony Pollard or not, would be great for that offense. We've seen the success of that team when they do have a great running game, and obviously Bijan would be able to provide that for them. All right, Jay, I am up at the 102 in the Superflex mock, and uh, I'm looking at the quarterbacks. The YouTube commenters will be happy today because I will not be oh, taking Anthony. I will not be taking Anthony Richardson at the 102. A. Rich was drafted by Washington in the second round. Uh, he's still a top 50 pick. I still have interest. But right here, Jay, I may shock some people because uh, I'm not going Bryce Young to Houston. I'm not going Will Levis to Indy. I am going to take Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud, who was drafted number seven overall by the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Okay. Yep, taking C.J. Stroud. I want him throwing to Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. Uh, I saw Derek Carr put up 5,000 yards in that offense, and I know it's Josh McDaniels, but get Josh McDaniels, his young quarterback, I saw Jared Stidham have some success versus the top defense in the league. So if C.J. Stroud gets this landing spot playing indoors, you know, at home in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Devontae Adams, best receiver in the game, I think there'd be instant chemistry there. And I just like the fit of the Raiders a tad bit more than the Houston Texans right now. And a little too early for my particular taste for Levis, but it's coming soon. So C.J. Stroud, 102 to uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Nice, Ray. I like it. That's that was um. We we'll, I guess we'll talk about it. So one of three, I'm taking Bryce Young. I won't let me actually make the pick. So if you want to make it, it for me, uh, go for it. But um, yeah, it's gonna be Bryce Young here. And to your point, I I think for me, CJ Stroud is my QB one. But this situation, for some reason, made it closer for me. I, I don't know what it was. I, I was thinking about Bryce Young in, in Vegas. The offensive line is not very good there. The running game, you know, this will get through the mock and they will, you know, help the running game to some extent. But I don't know if Bryce Young in Houston or CJ Stroud in Vegas is much different. I am definitely with you that taking Stroud at two is fine. I was happy to have the third pick because I was taking either one regardless. I think it is closer for me. You know, we talked about Stroud at Indy. Love that fit versus Bryce Young in Houston. Will Levis in Indy. Okay, you know, we'll see, right? I'm sure he'll go next off the board or close to it. But I think that Bryce Young at three is a great spot, uh, but the tier break is coming very quickly in this mock. Those two are very close. Do you want to comment on that at all, kind of why you took Stroud over Young? I just, uh, Houston has just been a uh, habitual dumpster fire, man. Yeah. Um, I love Bryce. I love. The funny thing is, like going into the draft process, if you're just talking about like my, who I think is without all these qualifiers, right? If... If yeah. Anthony Richardson's a top 10 pick, then he's up there, right? If, if. But, I, you know, there's a chance that he's not. There's a chance that Bryce Young may fall. But uh, he's, I think, I think he's the most talented quarterback. And if Bryce Young were six foot one, 215 pounds, I don't think there'd be any question. But It's the only there, knock. There, that's, that is the only knock when it comes to Bryce Young. Um, yeah. I, I love the pick right here. I just would have, if I had to choose today between the two of CJ and Bryce, I would take CJ over Bryce based on this mock and their landing spots. So here I am up at the 104, and uh, former President George Bush said it best. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you can't get <laughs> no fooled way. again. I'm fooled again. God damn. I, I'm fooled again. I'm in. Jameer Gibbs to the Kansas City Chiefs in the first round with the 30th pick. Jameer Gibbs. Nice. Sign me up. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Fool me a million times. If they keep, damn it, if Kansas City wants to keep drafting a running back high, I'll keep taking them. And one day it's got to work out. So Jameer Gibbs in Shane's mock did go 130. So the 30th pick overall, a few slots after B. John Robinson to the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm looking at Jarek McKinnon and I'm thinking, Switch that number one Damn. out, put Gibbs on the back, 
and let's ride, baby. Broncos country, let's ride. Jameer Gibbs, Kansas City, my 104. Let's go. Ray, I love it. Um, Okay, I'm going to take Will Levis here at 105. I think it's pretty easy to take him here. Um, I would have probably, between Gibbs and Levis, it's it's really close. Levis obviously went 104 to the Colts. I'm getting him here at 105. I'm with you. If you didn't take Gibbs I was gonna and took Levis, I was taking Gibbs full stop. Not even close. Uh, this is a... I, I do want to ask you about this kind of as we go through the mock because right here for me is a really big tier break. Once I get past these five guys, I think in my opinion, there's a massive drop off in you know, landing really? spot talent, all that kind of stuff. Really? That's just how I see it. Yeah. I, I think if I'm getting one of these five guys, I'm very happy if this was the outcome of the draft. And after that, I don't really know where I'd go at six, seven, eight. I mean, I have them all tiered up, tiered down, but I just the way I saw it, this was a massive uh, tier break for me personally. But Levis and Indy, he's got weapons. Offensive line will hopefully be improved. A better coach, develop him slowly, playing in a dome, which definitely helps him for sure. And I think he will be a good quarterback over the long term. Bet on the traits of Will Levis and the draft capital. There's no reason to take him much lower than five if he gets drafted in the top five. Jay, I'm telling you right now, it is based on... The capital in the landing spots, and again, we are doing this mock based off of a seven-round mock that Shane Hallam did over at the Draft Countdown. Jay, oh man, I, I, I'm I'm looking at the receivers, right? They're all they're all ugly for me. That's so. This is again, you, you like to kind of make the picks man. and then discuss, but this is I, I don't know where to go. And for me, it, the way I see it, right, is stay true to your process because I don't see any clear distinguishers between. All these spots. Oh man, Jay Rich, I am I am legitimately struggling because I'm looking at A Chain was damn near a first round pick, and I'm sorry to break it to everybody out there, all of yous who think oh he's too small, he's a kick returner. As long I'm telling you right now, as long as he doesn't measure in at five foot seven, hundred and seventy five pounds, five foot eight. 179. If he is 5'9, 185, 5'9, 190, like he's listed, he's going to be a top 50 pick. Book it. I don't, I don't give a damn what you think. He was an SEC producer. He's got world-class speed, and he's a really talented running back. He's a weapon. In today's NFL, you can't tackle anyway. You can't hit receivers over the middle. You can't do this. You can't do that. Like, it's two-hand touch out there. This is the type of cat that can be a significant fantasy contributor. Jay, give him 11 to 14 touches a game. That's all I need from A-Chain because he's got the speed that's going to translate. So I'm looking at that. I don't really like Arizona. Charbonnet to Miami looks looks fantastic, but – I'm going to go back to the wide receiver position, Jay, and I'm going to make the selection, and I'm going to take the first wide receiver off of the board, and for me, uh, right now, early in the process of running for wide receiver one, he's up there with JSN for me, and I'm going to take Jordan Addison from the uh, that was selected uh, first round 20th pick by the Seattle Seahawks, Jordan Addison at 106. Yep. No, Ray, I think this is right around where I had it. Um, I'm going to be taking JSN with the next pick. Even though I hate the landing spot, mm-hmm. I hate the landing spots of all these receivers. So I'm kind of just going with it. We can quickly touch on JSN going to Seattle. We've kind of talked about this already. JSN sorry, going Jordan to Addison, Baltimore. J- Jordan Addison going to Seattle, JSN to Baltimore. You know, filling that Tyler Lockett role. What does JSN do in Baltimore? Hopefully has a good role with a new OC in a better offense than the run-dominant offense that Baltimore had in the past. Again, I'm betting on the talent. Quinn Johnston. We'll see. Clear wide receiver three for me. Uh, to me, I think you're just going based off your tape scores, what you saw. Nothing really moves anything for me. I do like Addison in Seattle. I've talked about how I think he operates kind of as a two. I don't know if filling that Tyler Lockett role is easy as people think it might be. And then JSN in Baltimore, just fucking praying he's the wide receiver one, you know, target number two behind Mark Andrews and Bateman. You know, we'll see what happens with him overall. Yeah, and and Scott Connor just said it in the chat. You have to assume the Baltimore offense will look different without Roman. It's going to be interesting to see if this were to come to fruition, which I've seen JSN, Damian Parson at the Draft Network, mocked him to Baltimore's where, well, I do believe, I mean, listen, Sammy Watkins, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Devin DuVernay, James Prochet, Demarcus Robinson. That's who Baltimore has been parading around as a wide receiver core. They will upgrade that position and... Uh, 
I would I would have rather JSN fall into Dallas in this mock and, and the Cowboys <laughs> selected bet. the receiver. But here we go at the 108 spot, Jay. I'm going to uh, just go a three-pack because I do like the landing spot for Quentin Johnston. And at the 108, mm-hmm. even though I'm not as high on Johnston as others have w- with him as the wide receiver one, there's no doubt about it that his talent and skill set, if he you know hits that proverbial ceiling, is is through the roof, right? And I like the pairing with Daniel Jones. We know they need another playmaker. You know, Johnston on one side, Wondell Robinson in the slot, Bellinger at tight end, Isaiah Hodgins as your flanker. I think that would actually be a really nice pass catching core, and it would give Dan, it would give the Giants organization some time to see if Daniel Jones can really be their guy long term. Right? Let's get him some weapons. Let's get some pieces around him. So right here, Quentin Johnston with the twenty fifth pick overall to the New York Giants goes one hundred eight in the mock. Jay, you're up one nine. Where are you going? Uh, this is actually pretty easy for me. I'm going to be taking Zach Charbonnet, who went in the second round, 51st overall to the Miami Dolphins. Um, but it was between him and A-Chain kind of in terms of where I would go. But in my opinion, this Miami landing spot is just too good. Charbonnet, I've talked about, I believe, is a top five rusher in the class. I don't really care which team he goes to, but if he goes to a team like Miami, I think he's just set to be a very dominant running back early on. We see he can catch passes. He can obviously run the ball extremely effectively. We already like this Miami offense quite a bit. I talked about how I loved A-Chain in that offense. I still love Charbonnet in the offense because I think he's got a ton of great traits and a great running back overall. Really like this fit. And as well, there's two receivers that could come back to me. So I'm happy to take Zach Charbonnet here and then see what receiver falls or maybe a running back falls. We'll see depending on who you decide to pick. So let's just take a look. So the next highest drafted running back in this mock was Devon A-Chain, the 34th pick overall in the draft. Great capital for A-Chain to the Arizona Cardinals. I really like the fit. Wide receivers, we've got one first-round wide receiver still on the board. Jalen Hyatt to Buffalo. We know Buffalo needs a number two, and they've and Buffalo has one of the best wide receiver, uh, best quarterbacks in football with Josh Allen. A lot of, a lot of irrational Josh Allen panic out there in these streets. Uh, relax. But Jay, I am going to go running back, and I'm going to swing here at the 110. I mean. He's he was damn near first round pick. You're talking about the same type of draft capital that DeAndre Swift got in an offense that lacks playmakers, in an offense that is probably going to lose DeAndre Hopkins, that is not going to have a quarterback, uh, their quarterback, Kyler Murray. Give me the potential of uh, Devon A. Chain here as the second, as the third running back overall. And Jay, I continue to say it absent him checking in at the combine at 5'7, five, 5'8. 179, there's a real, real, real possibility he's the third running back off of the board. And I wouldn't be shocked, depending on the team and their particular appetite, if he came off the board as RB2. You just can't teach that type of speed in the NFL and in a league in which, again, we're playing patty cake out there. They're literally running plays, ring around the rosy in the NFL and throwing touchdown passes. I'm not concerned with the size. We've already seen size outliers broken at the wide receiver position. Devontae Smith, one of the best in the NFL. Hollywood Brown, one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. Like At some point, there's going to be, and we've seen smaller running backs have success, right? Phillip Lindsay had a two-year stretch where he was a back-to-back pro bowler. Now, your fault for hanging on to Phillip Lindsay after that as a UDFA yeah. undersized back. But if you're telling me I'm getting three, four years of potentially high-end upside, and I'm shooting big, man. Like, there was a conversation yesterday that we had in our Discord, Jay, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Like, what is the separator between these guys? And I'm taking the cat that I truly believe is special. Like, I look at some of these other guys, and I'm like, Bigs V, not really special, no elite trait. Uh, You know, Zach Evans, good running back, no elite trait. A-Chain, for everything that he's not, what he is, is he is exceptional, with his lateral quickness, his burst and acceleration, he's a fantastic pass catcher, and he's got elite home run speed. That's what makes me take him here at the 110. I love the draft capital as the third as the third running back off of the board. You are up at the 111 spot. Jay, who are you taking? I'm going to be taking Zay Flowers, who went second in the second round, 33rd overall. And he went to the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? You know, I love me some Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers. Zay Flowers is a very talented wide receiver out of Boston College. I think that he would fit very well into that offense. The only issue for me with taking him here is target competition. George Pickens is still really good. 
I still really like Deontay Johnson, Kenny Pickett, questionable, love Pat Fryermuth, Najee Harris. So there's just a lot of medals to feed in this offense. But if Pittsburgh is willing to take a wide receiver here, I think we have to be willing to take a shot on that player because he's probably going to get an opportunity. We saw Chase Claypool have great rookie seasons for them with a little bit with quite a bit of target competition as well. So I think taking Zay Flowers here makes sense over Jalen Hyatt. I don't know if you're going to take Jalen Hyatt next. I'm not going to speak for you. I am. Okay. I mean, that, I mean Jalen Hyatt was, uh, I mean, you're talking about a first round pick in a great situation. And we talked about this yesterday. Uh, I don't really like Hyatt that much. I don't know. Like you, you, you like, I think dynasty gamers are going to biasly fade the capital and just start taking who they like at certain points. Right. I guarantee Jay, I guarantee you in our comments, people are like, there's no way I'm taking uh, Jalen Hyatt over Sean Tucker or Sean, Zach yeah. Evans, Sean Tucker who went in the fourth round. This mock is trash. You guys suck. I, I guarantee it's coming. I guarantee it's coming. I can't even find Hyatt on the screen, but go ahead. Finish up. So, yeah. So, my only thing with Hyatt, and for people that need to understand, right, these guys are literally six picks apart in the mock, or I think even less than that, actually. So, it's not like there's a big difference in capital here. Uh, I, I think my only concern would be, how does he fit into that Gabe Davis role? Does he take over that Gabe Davis role right away, and or does he work in the slot, which I think would be great for Hyatt, because the slot role, in my opinion, is the more advantageous role in Buffalo than it is actually being the outside wide receiver, too. So it just depends on how he'd fit in there. I do like Zay Flowers, the fit obviously in Pittsburgh. My next pick, because you did take well, Devon give, 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 give us Give us the first round recap real quick, Jay. So first round, 101, B. John Robinson, C.J. Stroud at 102, Bryce Young 103, Jameer Gibbs 104, sniping me. Thanks a lot, Ray. Will Levis at 105, Jordan Addison 106, Jackson Smith and Jigbo 107, Quinton Johnston 108, Zach Charbonnet, 109, Devon A-Chain, 110, Zay Flowers, 111, and Jalen Hyatt, 112. I am on the board at 201, and Ray, I will be taking Sean Tucker here. I absolutely love the fit in Philly. Uh, if Miles Sanders when, when is did gone, he get which when, give us the he round. was picked third round, 95th overall. Um, I believe what was he was behind a couple guys. Sorry, I kind of re I rejigged the list, so I'm not actually looking at the at the correct oh, I'll order. Pull, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. Sean Tucker was the seventh running back off of the board, or the eighth. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth running back off the board. So there was some guys taken before him, but I think the mistake I made, Ray, that I'm not going to make this year is I faded players like Tyler Algier, like Damian Pierce, that were in great situations simply because they were lower draft capital guys and leaned too heavily on the draft capital. Sean Tucker is a running back I like a lot. Philly obviously has what a top three or four offense in the NFL. If he does go in there and take over that role that is currently occupied by Miles Sanders, no guarantees there, but I think drafted it late in the third round, there is opportunity for that. And why I'd be willing to take Sean Tucker here. There's a lot of good fits in this area, in my opinion, but I think that Sean Tucker has one of the highest upsides of any player left on the board. I disagree with that, but at okay. uh, two, uh, at the two, two spot, I'm going to take Josh Downs, who was drafted 41st overall in Shane's mock by the Tennessee Titans. Titans need all the help they can get outside. I mean, there was a point in time this season, Jay, where they had three active wide receivers. Three. Uh, Robert Woods, we appreciate what Bobby Trees has been to us in fantasy, but he is on, I don't even want to say the back nine of his career. He's on like the final couple of holes of his career. Nick Westbrook, Akine, not very good. Kyle Phillips, remember all that Kyle Phillips hype that we saw? Let's get, let's stop with that. All right, no Kyle Phillips. Uh, I mean, they got Racy McMath out there catching passes, and I was taking shots at Racy McMath. Come Chester, on, right? Chester Rogers out there catching passes. Derek Mason out there still catching passes. Uh, it's time for them to upgrade the wide receiver position, and I think Josh Downs would be a really good complement to Traylon Burks. Downs is drafted again in the second round, the 40, 41st pick. In this mock to Tennessee, I like the spot, Jay. Let's ride. So, Ray, I have to ask you because I, I for me, full full opinion, yeah, was completely fading downs here. There's really? a couple receivers that went in the second round, fully fading them, want no part of them. To me, wow. Traylon Burks, clear alpha. Wow, not gonna. Josh Downs full won't fade, supplant huh? him, and Tennessee cannot support two wide receivers. We've seen that over the past what eight years, basically, or basically ever since Arthur or since Arthur Smith has been there as OC, since Vrabel's been in there, they've never supported two wide receivers. So that's kind of my issue with taking him this high. I get it in terms of draft capital, fully with you if you got drafted that high. 
I'm willing to take a look at him here. My issue is the offense. How many targets is he really going well, to see? Who, who are they and the potential to? upside. I mean, I mean, who are they going to throw? Who, what other receivers could they throw? They didn't have nobody. I know, Tana, but they Tana don't throw the ball anyways. They don't throw the ball anyways. I mean, I don't. It's not Tannehill. It's just it's the volume, right? Not, they don't I, throw a lot. They lean on the run. And if he's not the, the wide receiver one, what opportunity is he really going to have? Here's That's the, the reality. Problem. Here's the thing with these wide receivers, man. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, Jay. I don't know how. Like, at least, at least last year and in 2021 and in 2020, like when I looked at the profile of the CD Lambs, when we looked at the profile of the Jamar yeah. Chases, the Jalen Waddles, the like those guys, we were going in thinking they could be ones on their team, and these could be yeah. difference makers for fantasy. I'm looking at Zay Flowers, Jalen Hyatt, Josh Downs. I'm not. I'm my expectation for those receivers are not come in and be an alpha. I think you're just building that. I we're gonna. There will be some hits from this class. I don't know who they will be. There will be sure. a player or two who ends up being a alpha, a dominant number one. I think you're just. Where I sit today, and it is January 25th, there's a lot of time before between now and the NFL draft, I think you're just getting a lot of solid players. I don't think you're getting yeah. Jamar Chases and Jalen Waddles and Devontae Smiths or CeeDee Lamb. I think you're getting good players that can become Deontay Johnson types, Terry McLaurin types. Good players give you some spike. But I don't know if you're getting true Zay Flowers is going to be the guy wherever he goes. Jalen Hyatt's going to be the guy. Quentin John, I don't, I don't know right now. I, I can't confidently say that. So my my outlook and expectation for Downs isn't that. So I don't know. Just I, that's what I think we're getting out of this class. But you're up here at the uh, two o three spot. Where are you going? Man, want me, want me to show you? Want me to show me. you the board real quick? Let's see. What we got no, uh, no. I have them. I have okay. them in buckets. I just don't know. There's so many bad spots here. Which one do I want to take? You want to dive into the tight ends? You got two three spot. Got two first uh, not, round tight ends. I don't have I don't have them that high. See, Ray, part of me, man. Make your goddamn I think pick. I'm, I think I'm gonna take Chase Brown here. All right. Um Chase Brown, you know, drafted, I think actually before. Sean Tucker was. Yes. He's going to Baltimore, third round, 86th overall. I think this is great capital for Chase Brown. The issue is J.K. Dobbins. I really love the fit. I think he'd be a great running back in Baltimore. I think he can do a lot of things they do well. You know, Gus Edwards is still there. J.K. Dobbins is still there. But, you know, if you do draft him this high, you're probably not going to get quite what you need. But I just absolutely love the fit. There's a lot of running backs that you could take in this area. A lot of them are going to be in committees early on. I think Chase Brown has one of the best opportunities to win a job in that backfield. I just haven't loved what I've seen from Dobbins. Maybe they retain him. I doubt it, though. If they do draft a Chase Brown in the third round, I doubt they bring back J.K. Dobbins, but you never know. I really like this fit here. I think it's a good spot. Again, we don't know who the OC is going to be. It's a difficult situation for me to kind of work through, but I do think that Chase Brown is in a pretty good spot in Baltimore. All right, Jay. I am up at the 204. Let's go. I still get my guy. I still get my guy. You said such and such has some of the most upside left in this draft. That is incorrect. The player with by far the most upside in this mock, in this draft, that I'm going to be able to get here at the 2-4 spot, it's time. I'm taking him. Anthony Richardson right here, 204. Uh, I'm fine with it. He was drafted in the second round by the Washington Commanders, uh, a top 50 pick. I'm fine with taking a shot on him at this point. Um, the receivers, we got a lot of third-round receivers. Uh, you got a receiver that went to New England. I like him. But here, at this spot in the draft, I think it is more than appropriate, more than worth the risk, more than whatever you want to call it, to take a shot on a quarterback who got damn near similar capital as uh, Jalen Hurts. And you look at that Washington Commanders QB room right now, it's a bunch of, I don't know, it's uh, Heineke, Wentz, Sam Howe. So if AR-15 gets reunited with old Ron Rivera, who had a big quarterback like this at some point in his career in Carolina, I think it's more than worth the risk. I think this his upside here at this spot is more than worth it. Anthony Richardson, I will take at the 204 spot. Look at you, Ray. Still getting your guy. You must be so happy. I am. I am. Uh, I mean, it's... The blood is rushing, man. I'm no longer flaccid. It feels good. It feels good. You are up at the 205 spot. Talk to us. At the 205, Ray, I'm feeling risky. I, I put him at this spot. Where'd he go? In, Where'd my, he uh, in my little mock. 
And I will be taking a player who will be staying in Louisiana, and I'm taking LSU wide receiver Kayshawn Boutte, Whoa. who was drafted to the New Orleans Saints in the third round. Would have been early third round, 71st, 71st overall, Ow. to pair with Chris Olave. I understand the concerns with the quarterback play, and so if you want to roast me for that, I will take it. But if you're telling me that Kayshawn Boutte can go in and replace Michael Thomas, that's a spot I okay. actually do really like for a wide okay. receiver. There's another wide receiver okay. who's drafted higher who is in a great situation. But if I'm going to bet on a player who could potentially work his way into an alpha role on an offense that is desperately needing one, I think that Kayshawn Boutte, his early production, skill set, what he did at LSU, okay. yes, there's a lot of concerns, okay. but I think New Orleans is a great spot for him okay. to be. All right, now now the now it's getting good. Now we've got to kind of talk through some some processes. And uh, I did not think you would go Kayshawn Boutte here at the two five spot, but uh, there you go. But Jay, at this point again, I'm stopping the tumble. Uh, no more. He was the 15th overall selection in this mock by Shane. Tight end one off of the board. Paired with a young rookie quarterback, or not rookie, but first-year starter in Jordan Love. And I will be taking tight end Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. Majority of us play in tight end premium leagues here at the 206 spot. You're talking about a, a plug-and-play tight end. He is he is coming in, and he is taking over for Haziah Deguara, for Robert Tanyan, for Mercedes Lewis, who has literally been in the NFL since I graduated high school, uh, we're going with Michael Mayer. He's a first-round pick, top 15 pick. I'm fine with taking the tight end at this spot. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. That's a good spot for him. I had him a little bit lower, but overall, I can't really blame you. Like you mentioned, you're getting the 15th overall pick, lower than 15th in our mock draft, so that's probably a pretty good value selection overall. For my next pick, I will be taking... Oh, man, I'm just I'm going straight Homer pick here. I'm taking Tank Bigsby. Um, Okay, so Tank Bigsby went in the fourth round to the Raiders. Ray, I think he can beat out Zamir White. I really do. If we're assuming Josh Jacobs is gone, I get the offensive line concerns. But I think this is a situation where he could really win out this job pretty easily. There's not a lot of competition there. I could have went another direction. But I'm going with my gut, and I'm taking Tank Bigsby fourth round, 109 overall to the Las Vegas Raiders. Ray, do you hate it or do you not hate it? I can tell you don't love it. I don't love it. Um, Josh McDaniels running backs. You're not a fan, eh? Not a fan of the RB1 coming from the Raiders. I'm just just disappointed that you're letting your boy Kenny McIntosh fall. I have him a little bit lower down the list. A little bit lower, but he's still getting there. I mean, this is where he went last time. I am the J. Oh, boy. All right. Um, I am going to take wide receiver Rasheed Rice, who was drafted (laughs) in the second round, top 50 pick to the New England Patriots. Listen, it can't get any worse than it was last year with Matt Patricia calling plays. We know the New England Patriots are devoid of pass-catching weapons from X to Z to slot to H-back. They just don't have anybody. Rasheed Rice is talented. It's going to be better with Bill O'Brien, and Mac Jones needs a weapon. And we continue to ask for him to get somebody. They finally draft somebody. He was a second-round pick. He's a top-50 wide receiver, the first receiver that they drafted, the sixth receiver off of the board. Let's ride. Let's go. Rasheed Rice, let's do it. I can't I can't justify taking a fourth-round running back over a, a wide receiver that was a top 50 pick on a team that there's tons of opportunity there in a division where they're going to have to score the ball. Like think about think about what New England's going to be forced to do. If Aaron Rodgers go gets traded to the Jets, you've got Buffalo, you've got Miami, and let's just assume they bring two back. They are going to put up points in the AFC East. No longer will New England be able to grind out games 14 to 15, right? 21 to 17. They're going to have to throw it. And I don't care if it's Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones. They need a guy. They cannot go into next season with Nelson Aguilar. We don't know what's going to happen with Jacoby Myers. If I'm Jacoby, I want to go somewhere else and get paid. So I'm going to bank on the capital, the talent of the player. And there's in no world I'm taking a fourth-round running back over a top 50 pick at wide receiver. Ray, you know I, I, you know I love you. You know I'm with you, but that landing spot, I just, I, I can't do it. I you knew you. I was never gonna take him. You can't. I, you got, I, but, but, but I hate Bill Belichick, a, you man. We, you can't. 
the process, ha- man. Don't everything you just it, said. Everything is no. Everything you said is true of Tyquan Thornton. Let's just be no, honest. No, Tyquan. Tyquan every- Thornton was not a better prospect. Yes, I like where she writes the prospect on, much better. I'm not trying Everybody to make that case. Does. But everything you said relative to the draft capital and they need weapons. All of that is Here's true of Tyquan Thornton. And what did he do the, last year? It's the polar year? opposites. Nothing. Baylor wide receivers do nothing. SMU wide receivers <laughs> do everything. I believe in SMU wide receivers. Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, uh, Cortland Sutton. Give me all the SMU wide receivers. Rasheed Rice next on the list. Here we go. 2-9 spot. Where you at? I will be taking a receiver who actually will be playing for a team who has produced wide receivers in the past. I will be taking Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee to the LA Chargers. He was drafted 54th overall in the second round. Again, I think he has to overcome Josh Palmer here. That's kind of the big sticking point. Can he work up to wide receiver three in the depth chart? I don't know, but I think with that second round draft capital, if he got it, he'd have every chance to do that. I think what he brings to the table can be complimentary to what they already have in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Maybe they move on from Keenan Allen. I doubt it. But again, working into this season and beyond, I think that Tillman getting going the second round is a great draft pick here all the way down at 209. Like I said, in my opinion, I'd rather take a guy playing for the Chargers and Justin Herbert over the guy who I think is more talented and the better receiver, but playing in New England. That's just kind of how I see it. All right, Jay, I am up at the 210 spot, and I will be taking the one, two, three, four, five, sixth running back off of the board. Kendra Miller, running back out of TCU, is mocked to the nice. Houston Texans in the third round, top 75 pick, pairing him with Damian Pierce. So Kendra Miller, talented back, will actually be watching him tonight on our patron-only film session live stream. We got three or four games, all 22 of Kendra Miller. We'll be taking a look at him. And uh, I asked my uh, film guy who cuts up these players his thoughts on Kendra Miller, and he said he's a goddamn beast. And uh, he is good at six foot, 220 pounds. I think he's a plus level athlete. It would be, uh, you know, what, what, what do, does Houston not have right now? They don't have a lot of weapons on the outside. Per this mock, they would have a rookie quarterback. So it would be a nice one-two tandem. This would be a better one-two punch than Damian Pierce and Rex Burkhead. So, you know, this is the fear with Damian Pierce, right? They could just draft another Damian Pierce. And I don't think there's uh, anybody in this class that epitomizes that more than like a Kendra Miller type. So early declare, he's a young player. He's a talented player. 210, it feels like I got a steal with this running back. You're up at the 211 spot. Yeah, Ray, I'm with you. He was someone that I did actually have quite high. It's just, I'm, I was curious how that may work out with Damian Pierce, but I still think they're a tandem that could work very well together. And heaven forbid, Kendra actually gets the majority shares of touches, which feels unlikely. You never know, but I think that that would be a great tandem for that offense in Houston. I will be going, oh man, am I going to go this route? Ooh. I'm going to take Zach Evans because I really like him in Chicago. Zach Evans was drafted in the fourth round, 134 overall to Chicago. We don't know what's going to happen with David Montgomery. We know that they do have... Who's the other running back there that I can't think of right now? Khalil Herbert. Can you help me? Khalil, Khalil Herbert. Good running back, not great running back. But I think that Evans could be a great compliment to Herbert or potentially take over that job. Ray... On almost 23% of his runs, Zach Evans ran for 10-plus yards. The burst is there. It's just he goes down a little bit early, but going taking him at the back of the second here feels like a good spot for Evans, who has some pretty high upside if he does go to Chicago. They're going to want to run the ball to protect Justin Fields. I hope they will continue to do that, bring in an OC who's pl- who's much better than they had in the past. But if they don't change that offense too much, I still think they're going to run the ball pretty heavily, and I do, I do like Zach Evans in Chicago there. Um, and I'm just going to say... Listen, for everybody out there that's either listening or not paying attention, Zach Evans was selected uh, 134th overall in the fourth round. He was almost a fifth-round pick in this mock. He was a couple of slots away from dropping to the fifth, and I think that's probably fourth round is probably where he's probably going to get drafted. So here with the final pick in the second round, Jay, I'm going to – this is pure draft capital play – I don't think that this particular running back is is very good between the tackles or, or or any of that stuff, but he is probably outside of Deuce Vaughn and Jameer Gibbs, one of the best pass-catching running backs in this class. So I'm going to go to the national champion, uh, Georgia Bulldogs, the dogs, and I'm going to take Kenny McIntosh here at the 212 spot. And Kenny McIntosh, for reference, was drafted 
damn near 60 spots higher than Zach Evans, right? He was drafted at the back of the second round, second round, 61st pick by the Carolina Panthers, who right now, I don't believe Deontay Foreman is under contract and Chuba Hubbard is nearing mm-hmm. the end of his rookie deal. So there's probably some immediate opportunity. You know, if this if this landing spot, this is, let me tell you what this pick is. Let me tell you what this pick is. This is the guy that in rookie drafts, if this were to come to fruition with the draft capital and landing spots, people would fade him just like we did because we didn't like Kenny McIntosh. And then he's the goddamn guy that opening day in Carolina, he's the starting running back for Carolina Panthers. And you're sitting back thinking, damn, I got him at the 212 spot because we liked yep. fourth round tank Bigsby better than than this guy. He got the capital to get opportunity. What do I always say? I'm looking for players who have an opportunity, who get an opportunity, who have an opportunity to get an opportunity. And being picked in the second round on a team that doesn't have an established guy, I think Kenny McIntosh is probably more likely to come in uh, to his situation and and get immediate carries than Kendra Miller in Houston or Chase Brown in Baltimore or Sean Tucker in Philadelphia or Zach Evans in Chicago. So, this is probably like based on value opportunity. This could be one of the better picks in the second round. Recapping the second round, Sean Tucker, who was drafted in the fourth, uh, in the third round, 95th overall to Philly, goes 201. Josh Downs was drafted in the second round of this mock uh, to Tennessee, goes 202. Chase Brown was a third round pick to Baltimore, goes 203. A Rich. At forty uh, seventh overall to the Washington Commanders goes two oh four. Kayshawn Boutte in the third round to New Orleans goes two oh five. Michael Mayer top fifteen pick to Green Bay goes two oh six. Tank Bigsby was a fourth round pick. He goes two oh seven. Rasheed Rice second round pick to New England two oh eight. Cedric Tillman second round pick to where did Tillman go uh, to L A uh, at Chargers, two yeah. at two oh nine. Kendra Miller third round pick at two ten. Zach Evans almost a fifth round pick. At here at the 211 spot, and Kenny McIntosh, second-round pick to the Carolina Panthers. Jay, I don't know if we have enough time to get through the full third, but let's try. I got all these things loaded up, so here you go. At the top of the third, where are you going? I will be taking Tajay Spears uh, out of Atlanta. He was a fourth-round selection at 110 overall. Ray, I'm curious how you think he'd fit in Atlanta with Tyler Algier, Cordero Patterson probably still there. Talented running back. People are going to say he's a sleeper. It feels like people have been saying he's a sleeper for like five months. Great running back out of Tulane. Um, but the fit here is interesting. I don't know if I'm off base or... I like it. No, I'm not. you're on base. I, I think you're I, on base. So that's that's the only thing I, I, question I wanted to ask you. I loved the fit when I saw it. But I'm like, well, am I overthinking it? Because Tyler Rogers is probably going to be the primary back. Yep. Cordell Patterson probably going to get carries. So I then don't what know. does that leave left for Tajay? I don't know if Cordell Patterson is getting no carries. If I don't he's know what the RB2, is I think there? it's a great spot con- for him. Is he there? I don't know what his contract situation is like. I I would assume it's time to move on for the from the court. He has done a phenomenal job over the past couple of years. But I, I, I if he's not under contract, I don't know why they would bring him back. He's like 35 years old. So, yeah. um, man, I was watching an old replay. You know Cordell Patterson was with the New England Patriots? Man, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like just this dude's been everywhere. He's literally been everywhere. Um, here we go at the three-two spot. It, at this point, it is not good across it's the board. It's gross, man. It's it is. I'm. T- it's not good, Jay. But my my plan and my recommendation is just I'm just drafting running backs here in the yep. third and fourth round. So I like the spot. I like the fit. I like him being a backup running back to Saquon Barkley, and I think he's a player that's nice. going to rise after the Senior Bowl. And I will take Texas running back Roshan Johnson, who was drafted in the third round, the 100th overall player to the New York Giants. Jay, you're up at the 303. I'm going to be taking first round tight end to the Jacksonville yeah, Jaguars, Dalton Kincaid. Good job. Um, I, yeah, he was a little bit higher for me than Roshan, but yeah, right at this spot, I have to take Kincaid, first round pick to Jacksonville. You know, we talked about Evan Ingram going back to Jacksonville, but if he doesn't like it. and Kincaid ends up there, I think it's a great spot for Kincaid. Very talented tight end, could easily be tight end one when it's all said and done. Love Mayer, but the value on Kincaid in the third round versus Mayer in the second to me is definitely worth waiting. So if you can get him here, I think it's a great spot to go after him. At this point, I mean, it's fifth round running backs. It's receivers that I've never heard of. There's a couple of receiver spots I'm interested in, though. But we'll get we'll get through that. Jay, I am. Um, mm, 
I think I'm a, I think I'm gonna go in a different direction, and I'm going to I'm gonna go with Ben Johnson. You're not taking the left tackle, are you? No, I'm not taking the left tackle. I am going to take Luke Musgrave, the tight end Let's out of go. Oregon State, who was selected by Detroit. Luke Musgrave was a top 55 pick, 55th overall in the second round. This dude is an athletic monster, Jay. There's reports that he can go sub four five in the forty yard dash at six foot five, oh two hundred something pounds. He's got NFL pedigree. Um, I like Ben Johnson. I like Detroit. I'll take Luke Musgrave right here in the second round tight end over a fifth round running back. But I don't feel I don't really have strong conviction either way. Where you where you at? Okay, so I will be taking a late fourth round selection wide receiver. Ray, um, don't take my guy. Easy- don't take my guy. I'm taking Parker Washington. Oh, good. That's not my guy. You could have him. Okay, it's go. not your guy. So, no. so Parker Washington, polarizing prospect, pretty solid route runner, hands, questionable production, not quite where they need to be for his final season. But, Ray, I legitimately think if he does go to the Giants and Quentin Johnson goes there, I think he can push Quentin Johnson for that role early. And that's the reason why I think I'd be willing to take him here. Of all this for the wide receivers, this is one that I'm kind of like, huh. There's nobody really there. There's Wandell Robinson, Quinn Johnson, also a rookie. I think if you are a better route runner and a better separator early in your career, maybe he can push Quinn Johnson for that role, and that's the reason why I think he's worth of, worthy of a selection here. Parker Washington, not someone we've drafted yet, but if he got fourth-round draft capital and goes to a very wide-open situation, I kind of like it. I kind of like right. it. I, I think there's a better fourth-round wide receiver landing spot, and um, that's my this, next one. This is a team that needs a number two wide receiver, He's just being slept on, but I'm going Marvin Mims, who was selected 119 by the Minnesota Vikings, him opposite Justin Jefferson. Again, another one of those guys that you'd see the name and it's like, uh, it's just Marvin Mims, but they need a guy. Adam Thielen feels he said his time he thinks is done in Minnesota. They need another weapon. Marvin Mims could be like one of those sneaky players that are just good right away because all the attention is on Jefferson. Mims is a solid player. I like this right here, man. Yeah, Ray, uh, I love that spot. I literally had him right next. Yeah, so I, I it was between you, the two you, for me. I thought you it, were going to take him. You're you're right that the situation could be better for me. I, I was very split whether I go the wide open spot in the Giants or I go with Mims. I think the talent and situation is comparable for both. Playing next to Jefferson, targets are probably capped to some degree, but Kirk Cousins is a good enough run, good one quarterback. Sorry to support two guys. I'll be taking Dwayne McBride, who went to the Rams. All right, Dwayne McBride. Yeah. I thought about him. I like it to the Rams. All right, I am up at the three six spot, and I think it's time. Tanner man. Scott. I'm just gonna no. I'm not. Ta- I, no, I'm not. <sighs> Charlie Jones, maybe third round pick. Tank Dell. I'll let you take him. I'm taking who I want right here, and um, I'm just gonna go a blast from the past, and we'll see how it works out. But Deuce Vaughn was selected by the New Orleans Saints in Shane's mock here in the uh, fifth round. So he's a fifth-round pick, reminiscent of Darren Sproles. Who knows? Uh, Alvin Kamara, you know, I don't know who else they have. I I literally am thinking who else New Orleans has to run the ball. So maybe with Andy Dalton can just throw it to him and something can shake. So I'm fine taking Deuce Vaughn at the back of the third. Let's, uh, Let's finish this shit up. Yeah, Ray, I, I I like the pick, but if Deuce Vaughn went to New Orleans, it feels like it would be just fantasy fool's gold for people Probably. who love Deuce Vaughn Probably. and start drafting him in the second round. I, I think if you get him here, it's a fine spot, but any earlier, um, I, I still was looking at it. I was like, I don't really know how to feel about that one. My next pick, I will be taking Israel Abanacanda, Ray. I finally right. got the name right. Fifth round, right. 152 overall. I think he can push Kenneth Walker, man. He'll be no. behind Kenneth Walker no. in Seattle. I think he can push him. No. It won't be easy. It won't no. be easy. And that's the only reason why we didn't draft him in the second round. You know, we've been drafting the second round a lot. But fifth round selection behind Kenneth Walker, probably not going to play a ton. But potentially, if there is a, is a potential role for him, maybe it's catching passes, screen game, you know, but not a lot of work coming his way if he's fifth round and sitting behind <laughs> Kenneth Walker. That's why he's a late third round pick. Love the talent, but not a great situation for him overall. All right, here at the 310 spot, I am going to take Tank Dell, wide receiver from Houston. Uh, he was taken in the third round by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, I think, uh, you know, somebody got Trevor Lawrence, man. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of wide receivers in old uh, in old Jacksonville right now with Calvin Ridley there and all these other guys. But I'll take Tank Dell here in the uh, at the 310 spot. Where you at, Jay? 
Hmm. Now, see, now I'm looking at last like, pick. Oof. Last pick. Who are you taking? Last pick. Taking the left tackle. I'm. Th- I think it's time. I Take think it's Darnell Washington there you go. time. There you go. I think it's Darnell Washington time. There you go. Playing in Carolina. Hopefully, they get a new OC that can use him. Yes, he will block a ton. But at this point, second round pick. What was he? He was 39. Wow, 39th overall. <laughs> Top 40 pick, tight end. I think you could make a case tight for Tucker Craft. Combo man, tight end, right? tight end tackle combo man. Yes. Would you prefer? Would you prefer him yeah. or Tucker Craft, yeah. uh, who is from South Dakota State? I said North Dakota State last mock oh, draft, yes. and I Please got shredded right. for it yes, you did. in the comments. Go Jackrabbits, first of all. But um, Ray, do you think that Darnell yes. Washington is a better no. pick than Tucker Craft in Cincinnati? No. no. There's already there's already draft reports that some teams literally view him as a tackle that they can get yeah. a, like a, a ta- his best attribute is his blocking ability. I, I don't think this is some elite fantasy tight end. I don't think he's some he's he's a fantastic blocker. He is the, he is Mercedes Lewis reincarnated. So I yep. would have preferred for fantasy Tucker Craft who went set in the second round. Uh, to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, shit, when I'm looking at this, I probably would have taken Tucker Craft ahead of Dwayne McBride, maybe slotting him in at that 3-7 spot. We're seeing how Hayden Hurst is being used, Joe Burrow playing like the second-best quarterback in the NFL right now. Uh, I believe in that offense. Everything that you need to know about Cincinnati and their offensive philosophy was embodied when they got the ball with 40 seconds left, and in most right before half, most teams would run it out. They boom, 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 threw the ball downfield and got in position to throw a Hail Mary before halftime. Just no fear. They're cocky as hell. They're going to air it out. Tucker Craft, I think you get him here at the back of the third as a, a as a top 64 pick to Cincinnati. He probably should have gone much higher than this, Jay. Probably if Kincaid and Musgrave were early third-round picks, Tucker Craft should have right been there right them. there. He should have been right there with him. So there you go. We will stop with three rounds. Just so you know, um, it just it just got uglier and uglier. Maybe we met him. Xavier Hutchinson to your I, Dallas listen, Cowboys, I like, right? I like Hutch in the fifth round, but I'm not taking a fifth-round wide receiver over a, a second-round tight end. You know, I like Hutch For sure. to Dallas. I think it's a good fit. I, I don't a, – A.T. Perry to Green Bay. Uh, Yikes. No thanks. Tyler Scott to Pittsburgh. Here's the, here's the problem with this pick. Tyler Scott runs like a 4-1. Kenny Pickett doesn't have an arm, so how are they going to use him? Like that, I, I just and he's what wide receiver six on the roster. He's wide receiver like, thirty two on the team. I just I can't do it. Charlie Jones to Indy doesn't it feel? I mean, you know, just Alec Pierce, Charlie Alec Jones, Pierce two point <laughs> Yeah, Charlie Jones. Uh, we got to think of a good next name year. For bring in Bach Bowers. Yeah, just just get old Indiana. Get those white pass catchers, man. Um, Brock oh, yeah. Bowers. Uh, well, Antoine ain't white, so that that doesn't count. So Shane no. Hallam's mock, he dropped this, I believe, was it earlier this week or late last week? So Yeah, depending uh, on, I, I think, think he dropped early, the first think, three rounds, then the fourth yeah, through seven yeah. came, I think, yesterday. This was a, this was a, this was a difficult exercise, Jay. After... Oh. I mean, even Dude. in the first, it got a little it got a little difficult, but there it is. There's the entire board. We will link the mock in the description of the show. Thank you, Shane, for sharing this uh, with the people, and we appreciate all of y'all being in. We do have some super chat questions that we need to get to, so let's pop those up before we get out of here for the week. Our boy Cam Ward Truther in the building. Hate to start, quote-unquote, this already, but how does this 2023 quarterback class compare to 2024? In your opinion, in my opinion, Caleb Williams. Oh, gosh, I got this thing where it goes off after 15 seconds. Caleb Williams, Drake May, 2024 over Young, CJ, and Levis. Jay, I'll let you answer that. What are your thoughts? This quarterback class versus next year's? Next year's, I'd say, by a mile. I don't even know if a mile is long enough. When you talk about Caleb and May, they'd be one and two in this class. I think no questions asked. And then after that, you know, we'll see. I think the quarterback class isn't terrible, but we have to see it play out. I think you got more quote unquote sure things in the next class, and that's what makes it so much more appealing. All right. We've got another one from Jimbo, our boy Jimbo. What's up, Jimbo? Ridley to stack with T Law or the 106 in a 12 team super flex. What would you rather have? Seems expensive for Ridley. Yeah, I'd rather have the 106. I feel like I can yeah. I can parlay that. Look at 106 in this class could have either been Addison, JSN, Quentin Johnston. I'd rather any one of those guys or at least the 
the market ability to trade them. I feel like if you have Jackson Smith and Jigba, you should be able to get Calvin Ridley in a second. I, 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 yeah. At this point, Ridley's, what, 28 years old, hadn't played football in a year and a half. We don't know how he's going to integrate to the Jacksonville offense. I think he's still very good, but I'd rather have the 106, Jay. No, no doubt about yep. it. Just a little go. expensive. Just a little expensive. Here we go. Morning. PPR Superflex been offered Josh Allen and Travis Kelsey for the 101, 103, 202, and Kyle Pitts. I'm rebuilding and already have Patrick Mahomes and Trey Lance. Jay, if you are in a rebuild, would you want Travis Kelsey and Josh Allen, or would you want Bijan Robinson, your choice of quarterback, and Kyle Pitts in the 202? I think I want Josh Allen and Travis Kelsey. I like Bijan. I, I, I like CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. 202 I mean, was a pretty decent my, pick. Kyle Pitts. My uh, thing is this. Are you kidding? I don't give... I would, Jay. I would legitimately give up 101, 103, 202 to get Josh Allen. And then you're giving me yeah. a Kelsey on top of that. If you get Josh Allen and Travis Kelsey and you already have Pat Mahomes... There is no rebuild. You're ready to go. You've got two of yeah. the best fantasy quarterbacks in, in in two of the best quarterbacks in the league. Like well, two of the top five scores in fantasy, right? That automatically vaults you to a super high floor compared to other teams. Yeah, man. Give me jo- that's it. That's all it costs to get Kelsey and Josh Allen. Yes. Yes. Trade that. Accept that for sure. All right, final one right here. Jay, Alvin Kamara for the 112 and the 204 single quarterback. Yes. I would take the picks. I, I would take the so. picks. I still like Kamara picks. this year. I like him too, but we just did this exercise, Jay, and back there at the 112, you're looking at Sean Tucker, maybe A-Chain, Zach Charbonnet. You get a re-roll with a younger running back on a rookie Single deal. QB, though. Single QB. Yeah. So you're getting you're pushing yeah. that down to okay. maybe a Boutte, well, a Tank, Bigsby. Well, Chase Brown, Kendra Miller. I would rather yeah. have the picks. I would rather have the picks. I'd rather have the picks over Alvin Kamara at this stage. I, I, a first and second for Kamara is at most you could really ask for right now, even if it is a late first. Yeah. Yep. One more You're time. Not going to get much more than that. I'm gonna just show the draft board real quick, Jay. There's the draft board that we, uh, the mock that we just did. There we go. And uh, that is the show for the week. So we appreciate everybody being here, rocking with us. We went a little over eight ten. I got a show to do. I got a, uh, got a show with Justin Boone today at nine, Jay. I got to do the, the show go. with Boone today. Uh, but no, we'll be at the Senior Bowl next week, so no wake up next week. But make sure you subscribe to the newsletter. We will still be putting out content. All the podcast feeds on Destination Debbie will continue to go out. Jay and I will be in Mobile taking pictures, doing interviews, talking to players, getting information. Pumped. So if you want that insider shit, that inside scoop, patreon.com forward slash all gas. As always, go get you some of that coffee. Our coffee sponsor, our morning show sponsor, one of them, Michelle Adoro. Beautiful coffee. You know we drink it every day. It tastes delicious. It gets me excited. It gets me going. It gets me ready to go. MichelleAdoroUSA.com, 15% off. It's a nice little discount using the promo code WAKEUP. Prize picks, the people that pay the bills, use the promo code WAKEUP. Get in on that action. Odds Jam, you can use the promo code WAKEUP for 50% off any betting tool package over on Odds Jam. Jay, any people that I forgot to mention? I don't want any sponsors getting upset. Are we good to go? We are good to go, man. I'm excited. The the content train out of Mobile is going to be fast and furious, so I would definitely make sure you're following us on all the socials, whether it's IG, Twitter, TikTok, man. I'm going to be making tons of content there it is. There so it'll it be is. fun it'll, it'll be, be fun. fun and on uh yeah, monday from uh from next monday we will do a senior, senior bowl kind of recap. recap and then i don't know what we'll do the trade show was pretty fun this was a good exercise again thank you shane we appreciate y'all you have a beautiful rest of your week and a great next week we out of this thing peace Thank y'all for watching The Wake Up Show with myself and Jay Rich. If you finished the show and you're still hanging around and have yet to hit the thumbs up button or subscribe to the channel, do that right now and turn them alerts on while you're at it. If you want more exclusive access to me, Jay Rich, the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access make sure you subscribe to the newsletter for free 99 content and if you want to get in on that action use the promo code wake up over on prospect for a 100 deposit match up to 100 for first time users and a brand new show dropping on the mojo youtube channel myself and jay rich will be talking about these players and their value from a stock market perspective every single week this fall over on mojo It's all gas, all the time. Love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.